We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. In this episode, we talk with two more Baker owners at Arismendi 9th Avenue, Lizzie Harvey and Ari Swenson. They each share the stories of how they ended up at Arismendi Bakery, another co-op in our series. First up, here's Lizzie. I'm Lizzie and I'm a worker owner. We are all worker owners. I'm the second newest worker owner, and I've been here for three years now. Okay. Yeah. So, so, w- when did you become the second newest? The <laughs> like second. How, how long oh. have you? Yeah. Have, has, how long is that? How long were you the newest? I was the newest until about a year ago, right towards the beginning of the pandemic, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. that will come up later. Okay. Some some, some ideas I have. <laughs> but, um, so. What's your story? Where are you from, and, and how did you end up here at Arismendi? I'm from here. I'm from San Francisco. I was born in San Francisco, um, lived here until I went away for college, and I came back. Mm. I went and lived. I want to get into oh, that. yeah? Because I, think, I feel like <laughs> that's the story of a lot of born and raised San Franciscans. Yes. And, you know, I know what it's like to be drawn here never having lived here. Right. What I mean, you had a chance to live anywhere, possibly. <laughs> Why did you come back? I actually, so I went to a very small town for college and it was lovely for college, but I just knew that I wanted to live in a city again. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd visited other cities a little bit, but San Francisco, it has all the memories for me, which I think is one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. that I grew up here. I have all these connections here. A lot of my high school friends had come back to the city. Um, And then, I don't know, it has all these weird quirky things like circus. I do circus outside of oh, work nice. and I do, I'm able to study music and like have all these accessible, really fun arts and I don't know, it's just a really incredible Wait, city. Wait, circus? I'm not sure we've had a circus performer on the show before. <laughs> not a performer, not a professional, oh, oh. it's just for fun. It is. So like what kind of thing? So I do aerial arts, which nice. is mostly aerial rope. Yeah. Um, it's mostly just to stay fit, and I think it's super fun to, you know, climb and be high in the air and spinning around and stuff. It's great. Yes. I, mean, I, <laughs> I happen to be one of the people who like to do that as well. Big tree climber when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Me, too. Exactly. Bike. Yes. Climbing trees all the time. Yeah. Couldn't stop. Yeah. Yes. So that was the seed. <laughs> Perhaps pun intended. Um, do, you, do, you, do you happen to go to the, the place over here? By yes, Kizar? right here, like 10 minutes away. What's Circus Center. What's the name of it? Yeah, San Francisco Circus Center. Circus Center. And it's mm-hmm. in the old Polytech High, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry for that. I just, I, I do find it compelling, like I said, for, for people who, who go away and then come back. Yeah. Um, and you went away for a very specific time of college. Correct. Okay. And so... Are you happy with your decision to come back? Like, oh, absolutely. So yeah. I actually went away again. I, okay. I came back. I was um, teaching. I was actually kind of prepared to be an elementary school teacher. Okay. And I got a grant to go teach English in South America. Oh, wow. So I went and lived in South America for almost a year. Where in, <laughs> in South Argentina, America? Oh, in Argentina. Cordova. Cordova. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, at the end of the grant, came back to the United States and the whole time I was away I just I missed the city so much I missed my family I was like I want to live right next to my parents oh nice 
Um, nice. So I, I came back here and I still see my parents every weekend. And what and part of town, man? Yeah, ask? my parents are near West Portal. Okay. And I'm living in the sunset. Got it. Be close to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess let's hear the story of how you ended up here. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> any, anything you did before that that might, you know, be yeah. part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so I guess when I was in Argentina, I found myself cooking a lot and everything I wanted to do had to do with food. And I was like, maybe when I come back, I should try getting into the food industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up actually working for a chocolate place and I learned how to make chocolate. Okay. Bean to bar chocolate, that oh, whole wow. process, okay. which was super fun. I really loved it. I think it did get a little bit repetitive after a while, and I was really interested in the pastry side of things. I wanted to make pastries and baking. I've loved baking since I was younger. Mm-hmm. So um, there weren't like a lot of opportunities for me to switch over where I was, mm-hmm. and I saw that there was a job opening at Arizmendi, and like obviously, if I, I went to Circus, and then I would come here and get pizza, yep. so I've been yep. a customer here forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, I mean, that sounds amazing. I actually mm-hmm. didn't know that it was a worker-owned cooperative when I Interesting. picked up the job application. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I really just wanted to bake. And, and what did you think when you found that out? I didn't know much about cooperatives. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that seems really cool, because I know that there are so many issues with the restaurant industry, and I've seen that very clearly um and it seemed pretty great to have an opportunity to work at a bakery without all the like inequality that can come from a hierarchical workplace especially in the food industry yep yeah okay (laughs) so you applied it's still just like a maybe i'll get this job yes and then Um, you got it yeah well i remember coming to my work trials and like each consecutive one i was like it's okay if i don't get this job i really like this place though i really want this job now (laughs) right (laughs) um and yeah i remember just like doing the pecan rolls in the morning with everybody there's just like huge pot of butter and brown sugar and you just like pour it over the brioche dough I was like, okay, this is this is amazing. I want to do this every morning. I knew morning. I should have eaten before this podcast. <laughs> That's, that sounds amazing. It's yeah. like I'll wake up at three if I if I get to do this every morning. Right, baker's hours. Yep. So was that? So once you started working here, were the hours and and was the job, like how did it compare to the chocolate? Job? Um, it was very challenging in a different way. I think just starting a new job is always really hard. I think the last new person they'd hired had been like five years prior to oh, me. Wow. So it was but, a new experience for everyone having a new hire right. and training us. And it was just, yeah. So I think it was very overwhelming at yeah. first. I was like, I don't know where anything is. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never baked professionally before. What am I doing here? But I mean, it's a cooperative and everyone's super, super supportive. Yeah. And it's just a really, we're really lucky with the group of people that we have here, I think. Um, How many are you? 21. Okay. 21. Okay. Yeah. And are y'all open seven days a week? Uh, six days a week. We're closed on Mondays week. for okay. prep days. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so did you just kind of dive in and learn by doing or like yes. what was the... <laughs> <laughs> um, we... And flour all over your body. Yes. And other trying really probably. hard not to yeah. like, you know, forget the salt and all of that. Right. No, we, we have um, training for every single shift. So each shift usually includes like 
various aspects of the baking and preparing the foods, but also cleaning and dishes and prep stuff for the next day. So mm -hmm. you kind of do a little bit of everything. Okay. And you get trained on each shift by right. somebody who's been doing it for a while and they know what they're doing and they give you all the tips. Depending on the needs or requirements of that shift. Yes, exactly. Like. So there's like tasks to be done and right anyone, time goals anyone do the, yeah can do mm -hmm. them okay yeah. mm -hmm. so now that you're three-ish years in um not only the work itself and we can talk about that for sure but but what we're talking about and, and why we're doing this podcast how do you how do you feel about the cooperative <laughs> non-hierarchical yeah um every time someone system. asks me i'm like i never want to go back go back why would anyone <laughs> I mean, I'm biased, for yeah, sure, but yeah. it, it just sounds like such a right. pleasant way to do things. It really, and I think it really just fits very well with my work style and my like personal philosophies. Mm -hmm. um, I It's really easy for me to just be a follower, I think, but I don't think it's as fulfilling, and it gets really frustrating to feel like I'm being asked to do more than I signed up for, and just there's so many different things that can happen when you're working in a more hierarchical workplace, mm -hmm. and and feeling like you have to like claw your way up this ladder of success yeah um i just i like working with people where we all have a stake in the business right. equally and there's a real reason for us to care about the success of the business and each other i mean that's motivate <laughs> that's really all the motivation i would think you need is, yeah is that we're all in this together and we're doing the thing which is the things right yeah yeah and like every time you get frustrated with somebody it's like okay I know that they're still doing this because they really believe it's what's best. Mm. Like, I think you, even if you fundamentally disagree about what that is, you know that everyone is genuinely trying to do what's best for the whole bakery. The overall, yeah. not just yeah. whatever. Yeah. So um, do you want to speak to, because you said you started right before the pandemic? I got, the yeah. The challenges so I, of that? Yeah. I was a candidate for six months before the pandemic. Okay. I think I got voted in like the first week of March 2020 oh. <laughs> as a member. And I remember mm. I was like so excited. It was super mm. great. Um, and literally like two weeks after that, we, we made the decision to, to close the bakery for a couple months okay. on that day that the city uh, shut everything down. Right. When we all remember how cute it was like, it's going to oh be a couple gosh. weeks. Yeah. 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 Here yeah. we are. It was, it was rough. Wow. <laughs> Um, so you must have, you didn't feel like you cursed it, did you? No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't feel like, and honestly, like, I think the number one thing I felt was so grateful to have this really stable job that yeah. like I had gotten into this at just the right time. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like incredible luck. Right. Yeah. You said you were voted in. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm curious cause I know now how other avenues does, does their, sort of decision-making and it, and it is consensus is it are most or all decisions made yeah. by consensus yes okay and how so now you must be part of some of those decisions yes yeah, yeah. I actually uh, for the first time during a vote the other day I realized that my vote had actually been one of the swing votes between a oh. yes and a no oh, and nice. I was like wow that's I mean you you know that your vote matters and yeah. that you should always be thinking about what it is that you're deciding on and truly vote your conscience but mm -hmm. to see that like oh my gosh it was so close and it wasn't like that big of a deal but mm -hmm. it was still very impactful in my mind to be like wow it really does matter that I think carefully about all these things yeah that's agency yeah right yeah. I mean 
it's a form of it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Because, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I've got everything I, I need. But anything else you want to throw in? Yeah, I don't know. I'm super in favor of co-ops now. I think it. I don't understand why it isn't more widespread. I think it's a really great work. Well, that is one thing that I talked about with Celia is, as she was sort of explaining how they work, and we we're talking about just food models and, and business models and stuff, yeah. is that it's not a radical idea at yeah. all. Yeah. It's, you know, situations in our life that aren't business but that are cooperative mm-hmm. are always rewarding and fulfilling. And it's mm-hmm. like, why not do that? So, yeah. Now we'll hear from another worker owner at Arismendi Bakery. Here's Ari. I'm Ari Swenson. Well, I do want to hear a little bit about your life, where sure. you're from, yeah. how you ended up, or if you're, you've always yeah. been here in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I grew up a little bit outside of Seattle, Washington. Okay. What's the town? Issaquah. I don't know that one. <laughs> it's small. There's a lot of There's them. There's a lot of small ones. Yeah. And I moved down to San Francisco for college. Okay. I went to SF State. Yes, you did. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, when was that? Like 2003. Three, oh, I me too. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you weren't in the uh, journalism department, were you? I was not. Okay. But I was in the English literature department. Not close, where, but yeah. also not close on yeah. campus. No, not so. at all. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I basically lived in the sunset like all during college. Okay. And um, I never had, moved away. Had you been to San Francisco before you moved for SF State? I think I came to, drove through San Francisco maybe once in my life. Okay. But I wanted to get out of my small town, mm. and I wanted to live in a city of some sort. Okay. Um, I think I wanted to stay on the West Coast. But not Seattle. I did not want to go to Seattle. Okay. It was too close. I think it was right. too close. I right, needed right, to go right. farther. Right. Uh, yeah, so I just ended up at SF State and, okay. and stayed in San Francisco. And that was a while ago. That was um, a while ago. Anything yeah. you want to talk about that you did between then and working at Arismendi? I worked for, I feel part of the reason I probably ended up at Arismendi is that I worked at a, two other small, very local, maybe one of them not as much beloved because I don't know if they're around anymore or not. That's okay. But I taught gymnastics down in the Presidio. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, San Francisco Gymnastics for a little bit. And awesome. then I worked at Green Apple Books for a long time Oh, as over well. in Clement? Yeah. Okay, the, the, the OG. The OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then, like I said, I'd lived in the Sunset for a long time all over the place. And then I was a customer at the bakery before I was. Like Lizzie. I here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's a theme. Yeah, Yeah. For and sure. so it was already kind of beloved for you? Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's the story of now, now you work wow. here? And, and how long ago was that? When? Okay, I've been at Arismendi for, it will be 12 years next year. So 11 wow. years. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm not even... I feel like I'm on the lower, mid to lower eight like range of years. Longevity, been here. yeah. Yeah, tenure, so that says something about. Yeah, it does. I, I'm already kind of getting that impression. Yeah. Low, low turnover. Definitely, very low. Yeah. Um, how did I get here? I always I was a constant baker all like my whole life. Always been a thing, and uh, even a few years before coming starting here I had taken a few like professional like baking classes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I did a few little pop-up stuffs and then Mm. um, I just applied when I saw that they were hiring nice did you know anything about specifically this place or just generally about cooperative I think in 
theory back then I thought I knew what I was getting into mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe I'm not into I maybe it was very it's different mm -hmm. um, but I did know a little bit about the cooperative model just from being interested and uh, I shopped at Rainbow also at that time yeah. so just kind of a very general understanding mm -hmm. yeah but this was your first experience yes. with it yeah Okay, yeah. how is it? I mean, now you're 11 years in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there must be something about it that you yeah. like. Yeah. I think like what Lizzie was saying, that it feels uh, I would never be able to go back to an, uh, I don't know, a reg, quote unquote. I call it I competitive. I think competitive, competitive is the opposite. Yeah. yeah. In my mind anyway. Yeah. You know, the kind of sure. uh, killer be eaten. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I could not do that ever right. again. Right. Yeah, everything, just the um, the power you have in having a say in things is very important and feels, I think, contributes a lot to your well-being as a human. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I just remembered the question. Ooh. Um, one word in my mind is boundaries, but yeah. just can you speak to the work-life balance that the cooperative model uh, affords sure. all the worker owners? Well, especially I can speak to our bakery specifically is that yeah. we uh, do not work five days a week by force. Mm -hmm. It's mostly by choice and mm -hmm. sometimes it's by just holidays or higher production, that kind of thing. But we're basically on the schedule for, for three solid shifts and a little bit more okay. plus all the other stuff that comes with running a business. Mm -hmm. But people here are able to be the other half of the partner that takes care of the kids all the time or that has works another job even or has hobbies or travels mm -hmm. like um so very good work-life balance I well and say. also i mean it just allows you to be a human yes right yes <laughs> to, yeah. to be able to thrive in yeah. all these areas of life that are important definitely instead of just being like being just taking everything. your soul and taking yes. your time and yeah. all those yeah. other things. Um, I did think of one other thing because sure. you you kind of touched on it, but um, mm. so there's all the baking. Yes. And of course, like there's ordering and stuff that's very. But then there must be yeah. some other roles that aren't directly. Do you all do all of that stuff or? It, yes. Okay. Um, I think sometimes we get kind of stuck in people gravitate towards things they're interested in. Right maybe things that they're good at even, not necessarily that they're totally interested in as well. Um, and we will rotate in and out of things, but I do think that there is some people gravitate towards certain things and then right. you'll be in that position for a little bit longer. But we do everything, yeah, we're responsible for everything. Like you, someone was back here looking at repair stuff and yeah. other people. Oh, those people you know, work here? Yeah. Oh, One okay. of them did, yeah. I thought it was yeah. like One of them did. handy yeah. person type yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that kind of thing. We can tell yeah. them they're they're totally welcome to come back and ba bang <laughs> on things real loudly, and we'll just leave that in the podcast. <laughs> you might hear some weird noises from this thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, what? So, what kind of things are you currently? Well, my other task doing? besides uh, baking stuff, I do the schedule. I kind of help pay bills. Uh, I do an order. I order some stuff. Order a few things. I help with the pizza menu as well. Mm, thank you. Oh my God. It's you. <laughs> no, seriously. I've always loved y'all's pizza. What's your Every, favorite? I mean, I, I don't, first of all, I don't like to say favorites because there's so many that yeah. are, you know, 
Um, the one tonight sounded amazing. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just seriously every combination that you do cool. is so good. Even the ones that might not sound See, right you, right one. away. Can we put that somewhere to share that? With? Yes, I will testimonial <laughs> for you for sure. Um, no, just like and and it's not just me. It's yeah. like my extended family. We all yeah. we all love you. Oh, so. love that. Yeah. Um, we also have other com- sorry. I thought of there. We have other committees that function as things as well. We have like a hiring committee who works with you know hiring interviewing people when we have anything um finance committee Mm -hmm. uh planning all the holidays all those Mm -hmm. committees Mm -hmm. sue and i are both planning thanksgiving right now everyone's favorite time of year and that's another big thank you like i know i have an idea of how insane right now is so Thank you for your time. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's a nice break, actually. This yes. is nice. And for, for those of uh, you listening, um, their eyes are not crossed right now. It's true. Sue's you been actually, awake got, for a really long you time. You guys actually that. see, like, very with it. Good. All so. right. We're tr- we've, we fooled them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ari Swenson. And before her... Lizzie Harvey. We're going to take a little break for the upcoming holidays. We'll throw a couple of reruns up, shows you might have missed. Then we'll be back in the new year with episodes all about Rainbow Grocery Cooperative. Until then, happy holidays to you all. Peace. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.